It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Just going to kick right into it, I guess. <laughs> Keep this one boring. Nothing funny here. Nothing funny here. Touchdown, Los Angeles. You are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Rams Nation, welcome back. It's Bear Motter of Rams Podcast, but this is Locked On Rams. And you're probably used to that by now because I do it every single time. But guess what? I've got my main man, Giggles, over here. He's back on the show with us. It's James Kroger of Rams Podcast, and he is back. We're here to talk Rams football. We just finished up our Rams Podcast episode. We're sending it over to our main man, Sam, and he's going to chop that thing up and release it. But we're back here for our daily podcast. This is the Wednesday edition of Lockdown Rams. And like I said, we got James with us. So James, welcome back. How you doing, bud? Dude, I'm doing great. I thank you so much for having me back on. I yep. love hopping on and I'm looking forward to watching this Dodgers World Series game later. Yeah. Today. Everybody that's listening will know the outcome before they hear this, but uh, we don't know yet, so don't tell us. We got it on right behind us. You're right, bud, and it's gonna be a good one. Uh, right now. We'll give you live updates. You're down, man. It's one nothing, Houston. We'll see how this goes as the night develops. Hopefully, we'll bring you some more good news as we talk Rams football. Maybe by the end of this show and by the time you hear this, uh, you know, you'll just need a comforting hug of Sean McVay. And uh, we'll <laughs> give him a call and say, at least we've got uh, that going for us. So, got you, man. Uh, it's exciting to see a lot of winning going around here in the city. Uh, Lakers have, you know, you know, turned their team around. Obviously, struggled a little bit so far. Your Clippers are doing really well. They're doing well, except for last night against Golden State. That's all right, Quiet. Golden State's Golden State. Yeah, yeah. Um, guys, also, if you haven't checked out, we've got a locked on Lakers and a locked on Clippers. This is a network that we have here. Um, they got a lot of awesome things. So don't forget, if you're a fan of any other team. Uh, go check it out, and, and I'd recommend the Lockdown Lakers and, and Clippers. I've listened to a few of those. They're really good, and we're in the full swing of NBA, so check it out. So it's Rams football, and that's where we actually live, breathe, and love. So uh, let's get into it. We've got the New York football giants, and uh, when I say it like that, they actually sound pretty good, but you know what? To be honest, they're not. <laughs> that was a good intro yeah. for a, a sad team right yeah, now. Yeah, exactly, and we know how that is, man. We, we were a sad team uh, you know, last year, even though we started out. Uh, pretty hot that was you know kind of a surprise to a lot of people and we only won a couple games after that so uh these football giants have struggled uh they are one and eight just coming off a bye week uh we thought we were going to see an old face in jenkins but he has actually been suspended he did not show up uh following the bye which they were also on a bye this week uh coach mcadoo said you know what haven't seen him didn't speak to him till tuesday morning and uh, for that reason, he is going to be suspended. They're also missing Rogers Cromartie, who I'm pretty sure is still suspended, as well as uh, very, very depleted wide receiver core. So it is uh, just Manning by himself uh, and, you know, a bunch of – wait, who's that guy? Yeah, so Jenkins has so far this season one interception and six passes defended. Uh, in six games this season uh, with the touchdown and a forced fumble as well. So he's he's a big impact on that defense. Especially for a team that's been struggling. I mean, if you, you have a, a piece that you can count on as far as 
production and he's not there, it really is just another advantage to these Rams who are, you know, we like we've mentioned millions and millions of times, you know, one of the top offenses in the league. So uh, they would really like to have him in there. But Coach McAdoo is really putting down his foot and saying, uh, McAdoo, McAdoo, show up for <laughs> practice and your are not going to play. So, uh, you know, we're going to face a team that, you know, as we mentioned in Rams podcast, this is a team we should beat. We talked about yeah. winnable games and not only winnable games, but going in on the road and winning, but winning by putting your foot on their throat. We did it last week, two weeks ago in Arizona, a team that we all said we should beat. We knocked out their quarterback and we just finished them off. We yeah. shut them out. We put up 30 plus points and that's what I expect going into this week. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about the matchup and uh, you know, kind of go over some of our players that we don't always highlight. Uh, but James... Right off the bat, thoughts about this game, uh, how you think we match up, and you know what you expect kind of coming up this week. So, you know, Bear, right now everything looks pretty good on paper for the Rams coming out of this with a W. There are a few factors to keep in mind. One, the Giants are also coming off of bye week, and they'll be at home. We are undefeated on the road currently, but we're only favored by uh, four points right now. It was 3.5 points, but for some reason it jumped up, and that number's a little important because we haven't been favored by that many points in over 12 years on the road. Wow! So that's kind of a sad stat, but a true stat. And James, that's why I love having you on the show, man. <laughs> you just, you're fact-dropping things I don't know. That's our biggest road uh, favoring in 12 years. That's are, you, are you calling me a nerd? nerd! 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 Uh, I think nerd! I've called you that almost nerd! every time we record. I prefer so. dork. Okay, there it um, is. So, yeah, and, you know, I, th- I, th- I think we should be favored by a hair more, you know, knowing this powerful offense. We're averaging about 30 points per game while the Giants are averaging about 16. So uh, I thought we'd be favored a little bit more, but, you know, they do have Mr. Eli Manning, and we just have to be careful. It's We're heading towards uh, the midway point of the season, and um, they, again, are coming off a bye and will be at home. So you know, I don't want to go into the situation too cocky, and I hope the Rams don't either. Yeah, and I mentioned this when we were just talking, but this is like, I feel like it's almost a definition of a trap game. Coming off of a bye, coming off of a big win, going on the road to face a struggling team. Uh, all these things just tell you, relax, we got it, this mm-hmm. is one's in the bag, let's start looking to Houston, because everyone got caught with their eyes on that Houston-Seattle game, going, oh man, that's the team we're facing next, look at that high-powered offense, we're coming back home after that, like, just get this one out of the way, and, and we'll be done with this, you know, this massive road stretch that we talked about as far as being on the road and going over to London, and we've almost made it back unscathed, and here comes this game. So yeah. you're right. It's something that we have to go in. We have to play four quarters. And that's what I love about McVay is I think he's one of those coaches, and we haven't seen it yet. You know, we, you hear all the time about Andy Reid and Bill Belichick coming off a bye. They're 16-1. and one, Or, they're, you know, these numbers are incredible coming off a bye. And this is a new coach. We don't know how he is as far as, you know, working that bye schedule and, and getting the team ready. But from what I've seen so far, I feel pretty, pretty confident to say that he's the type of guy – that's going to have this team ready to play and refocus. They did do a lot of media stuff over the past couple of days, uh, over the past week, I guess, you know, 10 days, yeah. uh, which has been fun to watch. You know, McVeigh uh, breaking down the Snoop Dogg play, which if I get time Call later. Snoop. Yeah, if, if I get time later this week, maybe I'll play that for you guys. That was really fun to watch. Um, 
But, you know, I still think he's a guy that when he gets back into the room, he's going to be focused. He's just a good personality, and, and so are many of our players. So I think they're ready, and they're starting to see the bigger picture for this uh, team. You know, a lot of people around the country and, and even in Rams Nation are going, man, this is happening fast, man, 5-2 and two and, yeah. and looking so great. But uh, at the same time, this team has bought into the character of their coach, and you can see it in their quarterback you can see it in the leader in the defense and Ogletree. You can see it in Todd Gurley, you know, not sitting there going, oh, I'm one of the best running backs. He's doing the we, not me speech every time. And it is just fun to watch. But this is a game you got to take care of. If you're going to be that type of team, you got to be that every week. And this is a, is, is a you know, important matchup to really prove that point. Yeah, and we need to kind of maintain this momentum, Barry, because – yeah, we're 5-2. and two. We're doing well. We're the number one scoring office in the NFL, but it's still really early in the season. We can't hold our heads high, which it doesn't really sound like we've been doing, which is great news. Um, you know, looking at the power rankings came out today. Yep. Uh, Talk Seahawks, to me about it. which are, are now in first place because we do have the same record as them, but they did beat us uh, at home. So they are ahead of us in the division, but... Uh, as well as the power rankings are sitting at number six, according to ESPN. The Rams are currently at number eight. So the NFL is starting to uh, value us a little bit more and, and hold us high as far as reputation. And we need to continue to to have that reputation. You know, I think losing in New York would be a major disappointment. It's a must win for us because Seattle just beat them, obviously, and that was a great game as well. But Seattle's on a roll. We all know what happened uh, with them during the trade recently where they got that offensive lineman who's going to be a powerhouse. And we need to be able to keep up with them, which um, you know, I think that move kind of proves to me that they're a little worried about us as well. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, and that was kind of the crazy thing, watching the trade deadline go. And, you know, there was a lot of talk on Twitter about, you know, are the Rams going to make a move and who is it be and this and that. And, you know, you mentioned, you know, a couple guys in our division uh, making moves and, you know, bringing over a big-name quarterback who's been in, in the news for a while now. And then uh, the Seahawks trading and getting a little bit depth at the offense tackle, which almost fell through with Lane failing his physical uh, but they compensated that with picks instead, and that still did. But yeah. Rams, you know, stuck their feet in the ground, said we like what it is, and you know we had, we had some uh, people on our fanisode. Uh, again, thank you to you, uh, everyone that participated. If you guys reached out to me via this show, make sure we're going to be posting it on Rams Podcast. It is in the works, it's in the laboratory, <laughs> shall you say, of Sam, and he is putting it together for us. Um, and that's you, you can hear everything over there. But a lot of people said, you know, like. If we're going to do anything, maybe it's Tavon to dump some salary, you know. But other than that, we want to stick what we're, where we have. It's this core seems to really be buying in. Why shake things up? So, And everyone's trying to play catch-up. And it's kind of fun to look back and see everyone's kind of nervous about us and, and looking at their own team and going, we've got to improve to get where the Rams are. And it has yeah. not been like that in a while here, uh, you know, with this Rams team. So it's exciting to watch and see how this team develops moving forward. Well, as we talk about some of those key pieces, and, you know, obviously we know Todd Gurley. We talk about that all the time. We talk about uh, Barron and Ogletree and, you know, all those big names on the defense and uh, Jared Goff and Watkins and all this. But uh, I want to talk about some of these other pieces that really have come together for us and, and you know, why they are so important to our team. Um, and I'll just pitch it right over to you. And as far as a couple guys that you think have stood out to really fill in this roster and maybe aren't getting that headline news, yeah. but are the core to our team. Yeah, so if we talk about our All-Stars. We talk about Gurley. 
Goff, AD all day, but there's a lot of unmentionable names that contribute to this we, not me factor right. of winning this season. It's taken everybody, and you know I think we need to get some recognition to some of these players. That Let's do it. You don't hear their names in the news. You recognition Wednesday. Out. Just made recognition it a thing. Recognition Wednesday. So got a couple guys for you, Bear. First off, I want to give a recognition to our uh, – Outside linebacker, Mr. Matt Longacre. Woo! So you don't hear that name too often, but little do you know, he leads the Rams in sacks this season with four, despite coming into the year with none in his career. So he's been a major rotational player, subbing for Quinn and Barbin when they need a break, and he's been effective when he's been rotating in. So this guy's killing it right now, and I don't really think he gets the type of love that he deserves. No, for sure. And he's just fun to watch, man. You talk about a guy having a motor... Uh, it's a very cliche thing to say, but it's cliche because it's true. And uh, he's one of those guys that, you know, again, coming in the preseason, got some plays, uh, you know, had a chance to make the roster. He did. Uh, it's hard to cut a guy like this that just always seems to be involved. And he's he's basically, you know, rewarded McVay with, with that selection and has proved it with four sacks and really just seems to find himself around the ball when needed. Yeah, so we always reference PFF on Locked on Rams, and he has a very respectable 70.8 grade from PFF now as far as uh, edge rushing and being consistent there. So, yeah. you know, another stat to drop on you there. Yeah, great great for a guy that's not a starter. You know I mean? That you can count on him to come in and make those plays is not really that, you know, that first line of, of action you think when – you know, as as offense and and line, linemen, you're looking okay. You know, these big guys, you know, Quinn and AD, maybe they're getting a breather, and maybe they take a break off. Well, you can't because Matt Longacre is going to come and, and put the pressure on. So. Yeah. So I got another guy for you. All right, if keep you, it coming. Keep Let's it go. Coming. The unmentionables. Talk about Mr. John Johnson stepping it up. Yeah. Uh, you know, with some injuries, uh, taking over for Alexander, strong safety. This since he's taken over, this defense has looked pretty different. He had a awesome interception, obviously, against the Seahawks that we all remember. Two other passes defended during that game. And he's just one of those guys who stepped it up. Obviously, McVeigh and Wade Phillips has seen that as an impact. Wade Phillips has actually called him out a few times in some of the pressers after practice in some of these games. So we all see, you know, we picked him up this season, and he's just having a major impact on on this defense and uh, the evolution that we've had over the season. For sure, and he's another guy that you look at this draft and you start to really, as you're, as you're given draft grades, later down the year he's made a couple big plays like you mentioned he's filling in uh we've had some injuries in that secondary uh you know in the safety position so uh we really needed him and he stepped up and and has been a hell of a player and i can't wait to see how he develops because you're right he's young and he's got that swagger behind it so i love having him involved in this defense who's got this kind of this group mentality just go and get it so uh it's a perfect fit for him another great another great pick by you thank you we got time for one more. Let's do we... one more. Let's right. do one I'll more. I'll do one more if you're going to make me. I'm going to twist my arm. So it's, uh, I want to give a shout-out uh, to Nikkel Roby Coleman. Yeah. It's Nikkel. I, I made a couple mispronunciations. Ah, I like nickel. I still you know throw a little nickel uh, take, out there. Take Dro- an extra L out of his last yeah. name. It's nickel. Drop a little five spot on him, yeah. and I'm, I'm good. And you can call me Dime. So uh, Tremaine has done, obviously, an amazing job this season, but he has had his ups and downs. He, we saw him 
cover Larry Fitzgerald very well in that game. But And he started um, with that pick six of the game I was at in, yeah. at the Colts. So he's had his highlights, but overall it's nice to see that. On top of that, Kayvon Wester's missed two-plus games with injury. Joyner battled a hamstring injury for most of his first half this season. So Nickel uh, has been super consistent and a major contributor in the secondary. He's played all seven games, both in the slot and outside when he's needed. So this guy can move around, fill these positions, um, and it's been a huge help, especially with these injuries. His grade of 80.9 ranks 31st among all cornerbacks. And so, you know, he's killing it right now, and it's one of those names you don't hear too frequently back there in, in, the, in the secondary. And I got to agree with you, man. I'm a huge fan of uh, NRC. He's just been amazing this year, and he's fun to watch, man. He's yes. one of those guys that, like, when we picked him up, I remember watching him with the Bills. He flies around, he finds the football, he throws his body out there, he's hitting players, he just seems to be in the action. Another thing I just said about John Johnson and I, I love about these guys, they just fit so well into our system. Wade and McVay did such a great job as they put this team together to find guys that fit the system of what we want. I want to jump to the other side of the ball, and this guy's been around, right? But he needs a little tip of the cap because a lot of the attention has been going over to Andrew Whitworth, and I think Roger Saffold has just been a huge uh, part of what we're doing on the yes. offensive line. He was probably the only uh, solid piece we had last year, but it was s- such a thin line and it was getting beat up everywhere that even he had a down year because he can't block five guys at once, right? And he's yeah. trying to overhelp and he was just, we kept moving around trying to fit out where he needs to go. You know, but this 35 year old slid into that left guard position and really has performed, you know, best there compared to last year. Yeah. And uh, has just really solidified that left side that we can count on and, and, you know, work so well with Whitworth. It's just been incredible to see how that O line has built. Obviously, we have Sullivan at the center uh, and then, you know, just kind of built it out from there. But I got to give props to Roger because he's seen the bad of this team and to stick in that O-line and to, you know, have the additions of like we, we, we had with Whitworth. And again, going back to that we, not me, Whitworth has been the star, right? Everyone's been writing articles about him and press with him and, yeah. and has been the big name. And I don't think Saffold's a set that he's out there getting these wins. So I want to give a little tip of the cap to him because he's been an incredible uh, veteran leadership on this team, not only this year, but last year as, as we went through some of the tough things. And it's a guy that Jared's familiar with and can look to and and, and trust. So, um, you know, as we're mentioning players that aren't getting a lot of the, the street cred, shall you say. Uh, you got street cred in my book, Roger. Uh, <laughs> you got any, podcast cred. Any, yeah, you got podcast cred. Anytime <laughs> you need a little shout out, you let me know. I got you back. So um, that was fun, man. I, I do love kind of breaking this this team down and looking at all the positive pieces because we get so caught up talking with these big guys these big names uh so it's fun to kind of go down that that stretch and really break it down that way so bear speaking of breaking down um we're not quite halfway through the season but yeah yeah pretty much yeah, there. Right about there uh you know we had a pretty imperative draft this this offseason as well as some solid free agency pickups so this team has changed quite a bit from last year to this year i think we should take a time out since we're analyzing these players um we should kind of give some grades on on how we did in the offseason yeah we talked about a second ago you're right i mean we'll start right there with john johnson uh we just talked about how much we love him what 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 do you give him a grade he's got a for me 
Yeah. I mean, he's, he's stepped it up, done well. Looking at our secondary D going into this season, you wouldn't expect uh, somebody. this is somebody that we're constantly talking about yeah. and, you know, is getting some of these numbers. But, yeah, he's got an A. Not an A+. Plus. But he's got an A. All right, all right. Especially where we drafted him at to see, you know, the production we're getting out of him. I can see that. Um, I'm good with that. Uh, moving on, let's talk about our first pick, uh, Mr. Everett, because, you know, he's been kind of sharing the ball. We spread this ball out quite a bit. Jerry yep. Goss been doing an amazing job there. But we also see Tyler Higby getting a good amount of balls. It kind of depends on the game, really, and McVay's eyes. But are you happy with, with Everett so far? And what if so, what what's his grade? Yeah, definitely. I'm uh, I'm very happy with Everett. Like you said, we spread the ball around a lot, so he's done what we've asked him to do. Uh, he's obviously can improve a little bit more on run blocking, but so far he's been productive there as well. Uh, if we can continue to work him into the passing game, uh, I think right now I've got him at about a B, but I think that's just because of the inconsistency of numbers. But yeah. it's tough in the Mc, in, in the McVay system to really. Uh, consistently over time. Obviously, it's funny because if you asked a lot of people who our leading receiver would be, uh, right now I think a lot of answers you know, are going to go to Gurley. Um, but out of the wide receiver position, it's Robert Woods. I mean, he's the guy that has the big numbers for us. Uh, but that just shows you how much we spread the ball because yeah. he's got very kind of average numbers right now, but he's playing well. So he's, I give, con- he's consistent with Bob. Exactly. So I give Everett a B because I think he's done what we need him to do at this point. I think he still has a, a higher ceiling than what we've seen. So right now, I'm not upset with anything he's done, but I think he's got more. So I'm going to sit him at about a B. Yeah, well, speaking of getting more, I have two things to add to that. When he first came out, there was a couple drop passes early on in the season, yeah. and I was a little bit disappointed in him, but he has, just like everybody else on this team, evolved and adjusted, and he's made some key plays for us. So I'm going to want to be just a bit better and give him a B plus. Ooh. Um, talking about Goff's favorites, and you mentioned Woods and the consistency there with Goff. Well, I think Goff also has another favorite in my boy, Mr. Cooper Cup, who mm. I think is obviously my favorite uh, draft pick this season so far. He's got an A in my book. And, uh, you know, just like we saw, he had to get that touchdown last game. I think he needed that first confidence, you know, because he had a key miss, uh, missed opportunity in the end zone uh, previously. So, Cup, you know, I, I'm giving you a soft A because I think I should take you down to a B plus because of some of those misplays. But I have faith in you and you're, my, you're still my favorite. You're my guy. Yeah, I think I'm going to sit him right around the B plus range. Um, to be an A, you've got to make those game winning catches or that, that big play that we need at the right time. He's been great. He's, I mean, his football IQ, you hear about this guy all the time. Uh, there's a lot of people around the league that, you know, have been watching him and following him and say he, he trains like a pro. He trains like a 10-year veteran. He understands the game like a 10-year veteran. Yeah. Uh, so that alone, I think, is going to what gives me, you know, feel so comfortable at giving him a B plus. But got to make those big plays in my book before you're an A. Uh, so he hasn't been able to do that completely. But overall, way more than happy with Cooper Cup. He's fun to watch. He's a fan favorite. And he seems to be kind of that safety valve for Goff when Gurley's covered. So... You know what? Not an A, but a B plus. All right, I like C's it. C's get degrees in my book. <laughs> so let's talk about why you're making me laugh. Let's talk about uh, one more guy from the draft, and we'll hit free agency briefly. But your your guy, Mr. Tanzel Smart, smart movie you bear. Yep, bet on him. If you don't know, I'll fill you in. But me and James had a bet on Rams podcast, and we were doing 
draft breakdown and we got it was a long episode and we got Tansel Smart and James was like I'm over it uh, this guy's gonna <laughs> get cut and I was like dude Tansel Smart is the man the myth the legend and he's gonna make this team he's gonna be impact and we've heard Sean McVay say his name many of times um, he had a couple big plays near the end of a couple games that really helped us out uh, filled in you know when Aaron Donald needed a couple breathers at the beginning of the season uh, and it's just kind of been a solid you know force for us and then also playing on the special teams so Tansel Smart for where we got him late in the draft, I think it was a fifth, sixth round pick. Uh, I'm going to have to say uh, he is a B-plus as well for me. I don't know if he's A status yet because he's not really worked himself completely into that starting lineup yeah. and, and being you know, an every-down uh, defensive player. But when he's getting his opportunities, he is making an impact. And again, like I said, if, if Coach is saying your name over and over again in the Coach McVay show, you're doing something right. So another yep. solid B-plus uh, for Tansel Smart in my book. All right, so let's wrap this up with the free agency look. I uh, want to highlight four players. Let's maybe just pick one and, and give them a grade and right. uh, and and wrap this bad boy wrap this bad boy up. Uh, so free agency, who you what, what grade do you want to give out and uh, what do you guys say about that? You know, we're kind of looking just kind of the short list that we have here about some of the guys that have come over. Obviously, we have Sammy Watkins. We we picked up Woods, Whitworth, Sullivan. I'm going to go as we kind of were highlighting those guys that didn't get a lot of attention. I think one of the key parts of why we're doing so well, and I'm going to pick Soli. Uh, Sullivan, he's been banged up. He's been playing through injuries. Um, He's the the quarterback of that offensive line. Whitworth has definitely been holding it down on the left side, but Sullivan's the one making the calls, making the adjustments. Uh, He's the one that has that relationship with Goff to, to build that trust and really throughout the whole line. So, a uh, huge veteran pickup for us that you know didn't break the bank. Um, you know, again, he's he's near the end of his career, probably more than in the middle of his career. But uh, whatever we can get out of him and continue to build is is more than than what we could have asked for in any center that we could have picked up. So you know, my circle the wagons, you know, pick them, circle them, give them a big hug, give them an A plus. Has got to be John Sullivan. All right, you got an A plus and a hug from Bear. Um, wish I would have got that great in college. Yep. Bear, just to give you another update on that game, the Dodgers are up three to one. We're at the top of the eighth with two outs, so I'll keep you. I'll keep you tuned. Oh man, Dodgers with the comeback! I love it. That's really what I wanted—a game seven of yeah. this series, epic. And that's we. That would be two years in a row with game seven. All right, let's do it. So we got Whitworth here, um, the unspoken legend of this offensive line but i'm gonna have to speak a bit on mr sammy watkins because you know everybody's been talking about him and listening to our fan episode and hearing some of the fans feedback people aren't really giving up on him as much as i think he's given up on himself in a sense and the reason Mm -hmm. i say that is because we saw some of the sweets that came out when he was a little frustrated when he didn't get the ball much um previously and you know it's been pretty quiet since but i think sammy has so much potential and we take a look at what this offense did last week. We had Jared Goff with the read option to score for a touchdown. I think Sammy Watkins is still that secret in the back pocket um, that's going to end up this having a huge impact later on this season because, um, you know, he's one of those guys that's still been a big factor in opening up this offense just because of the, the threat and the potential that he brings to the table. When you know when you have this guy's speed, yes, Jared Goff has been overthrowing him a bit and not giving him some passes maybe when he was a little open, but they're, they're going to work on that and they're going to improve on that. So 
Um, Sammy Watkins, you got a B plus and you got a lot of potential, and wow. you're, getting, you're getting the coach's award because I think he's going to do wow. some big things in the second half of the season. And I really hope he does because on top of all of that, he's on my fantasy team and, and he's, oh, he's there been it on is. the bench a bit. Okay, and uh, yeah, gonna need your help there on the fantasy side there, Watkins. So give you a B plus with a little bit of encouragement uh, behind it. Well, it looks like we're uh, you know through our first ten beers, and James is already giving a B plus to Sammy Watkins. So we're gonna have to <laughs> maybe wrap it up here. Uh, Pull it back. You were telling me pull it back when I was getting excited about the victories we are going to get. Sammy Watkins with a B plus. I like your pep talk to him. I hope he's listening because you're right. The value's there for him, mm-hmm. and I'd like to see him stick around as a Ram because I think the upside of Sammy Watkins is good, um, and he, he can do a lot of big things. Did and I really say D plus or B plus? I think you said B plus. I'm, I'm just joking. Yeah, B plus. Yeah. Potential B plus. Yeah, potential B plus. So... Good for you, Sammy. Good for you. <laughs> James has got you back. No hug, though. You no don't get hug. a hug. No hug. Just a B-plus and some encouragement. Uh, it's going to be exciting to see what he does in the second half of the season. Guys, we got plenty more Locked on Rams this week. Uh, trying to get a couple more people. I've got a really cool guest next week. I'll kind of tease it out, and we'll get there. Uh, but next Monday, we're going to have a really cool guest, so I'm excited about that. Um, with that said, guys, don't forget to check us out on instagram and twitter our twitter handles are at la underscore rambling bear j kroger three that's k-r-o-e-g-e-r also at lockdown rams and at rams podcast so if you don't follow those 19 accounts go do it now (laughs) um also i do apologize if you guys had problems finding the show we've moved over to a new um hosting site so there's been a couple hiccups going there I accidentally posted one of our shows that was old and unedited. So if you got to enjoy that, you're welcome. It was like a free bloopers reel for you. Um, It was a little embarrassing, but you know what? That's what it is. That's the process. So uh, thank you guys for reaching out and trying to help me um, figure out if the right episode is up. So hopefully this goes up smooth. Um, Other than that, guys, make sure to check out all of the things we have going on over at Locked On. Uh, we are now a part of FanRag Sports, which is pretty cool. So if you haven't checked out the website, I have a website going, and that is www.lockedonrams.com. You can find the episodes there as well. So if you're having trouble finding them, go to the website. Uh, you know the deal. You know what it is. Until next time, Rams Nation. Peace. Hey, Locked On listeners. You already love our network of NFL shows, so why go anywhere else for the fancy football information you need to know for the 2020 season? You just need to check out Locked On Fantasy Football, hosted by me, Vinny Iyer. We're counting down to the season by breaking down players and teams every day. It's no-nonsense, straight-to-the-point, smart fantasy football analysis that has only two goals in mind, helping you dominate your drafts and win your league championship. That's Locked On Fantasy Football, only on the Locked On Network.